It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. Welcome to the Philly Fans Podcast. This is Kevin. And Eric. And Eric, we have some exciting news today. We have some breaking news out of D. Witty. Are you excited for this? I am excited for this. He has always been a good friend of the show. I'm excited to what is this news, Kevin? What is it? We officially have our own entrance music. Hmm. Get excited. Is this wrestling? What's going on? This is not wrestling. Our own entrance, um, entrance intro and outro to the Philly fans podcast. Might as well let it let it be released right now, right? Right. So officially from from Virginia Tech, Delco's own D Witty. Chilling in the city, thinking what to do. Philly fans podcast is for you. Every week in Philly, there's something new. And Capchi and Eric know what to do. If you're riding in the city, thinking what to do. Philly fans podcast is for you. Ryan with the in-depth Sixers review, and we can forget about Carson too. Eric, it's officially set. Our intro music from D. Witty. You know what my favorite part of that was? I can only imagine. Uh, yeah. uh, is it the ending? No, it's actually the fact that my name came first. Oh, okay. You know, well, he is your former student. I wouldn't expect former that former, athlete, former athlete. Athlete, sorry, athlete. Probably. I I can't I can't uh, go into his academics. I mean, uh, former athlete. I can definitely go into his track success. Yes. He uh, he he barely knows me. He knows my voice. Uh, now he'll know my face because we'll be a. This is our first YouTube episode, Kev. Oh man! So we're just breaking news all over the place. This is breaking. 44. This is a breaking news episode. Thought it said it was episode forty-five. Uh, forty-five, forty-four. I'm. I lost count. I'm getting old. We're on vacation, so we don't know what's going on. We don't know what day it is. We're all full of cheese. I already said it. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means, Eric. You can give D Witty a follow on the Twitter machine. At D Witty 07. D Witty's got some great uh, Sixers analysis on his Twitter account as well. With our own Brian Key, my bro, on his in depth Sixers analysis. Uh, he also getting a shout well. out in our, uh, our little intro there, Kev. Yeah, he does get a shout out for his in depth review, which is great. Um, if you haven't noticed yet on the Twitter machine, on the Instagram uh, account, on the Facebook of Face. Um, we have the key observations of 76ers posted the next day after every Sixers game. The three and one Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, interestingly enough. Do we want to start with the Sixers, Kevin? Might as well because yes. the other team's out of the playoffs. Yeah. So. Well, interestingly enough, and going with Brian's analysis, Sixers have lost so far when Joel's not playing. <laughs> Well, that's that's amazing when their star player doesn't play. I know, it's tough, right? He's the only one that's uh, that's not true. He's he's just it's interesting. It's it's four games, but the only game he hasn't played, they've lost. So, yeah, What's but they've won, they've won the three, and you know what that means, Eric. What does that, uh, what does that mean? You look like you're doing something there. I, I was doing something. I'm just on the wrong Twitter machine account right now. Hold oh, on. Oh boy. I know. I failed. I failed. Sorry, Sixers piano girl. I I failed you. I was gonna shout out to the Sixers piano girl. Every W, she pulls it out. I can't with her sometimes. She's legit too. Listen to that piano beat. Man. That's good. Clap your hands, everybody. Oh my goodness. Philadelphia 76ers. That's, that's right, right. Eric. They pulled out the W yesterday. 
Sixers Piano Girls at Sixers Sadie on the Twitter machine. Pulls out every every time they win. Yeah. So far, think, three. So what's so what's the deal this year, Kev? Are we going to have the same thing as the past years where Joel's just going to sit out some games just because he, he can't play a full schedule? Or what's going on here? Uh, Joel Embiid MVP. NBA MVP. It's coming. Right. But I'm saying, is he going to be playing every game? I think he'll. I think that uh, Sunday was kind of more of a precaution for them. Okay. Uh, it was a back to back, which is hard in any sport. Going Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, to see the Sixers come out flat on Sunday was not really a surprise to me. Mainly because they were back to back games off the Saturday. They got a couple uh, days rest uh, in between and got the W last night against the Raptors, which is a legit team to go against and to uh, to beat. I said uh, they were going to start off 3-0. I was kind of off being the back-to-back games. Uh, but last night against the Raptors, they uh, they came back and they proved something different. Hey, they I mean, three, this is a three. team game. It's a team sport. It's the whole team. <laughs> In a good way. In a good way. Unlike, unlike our other Philadelphia team that I don't know if you want to get into yet. but uh, there's, there's another team in Philadelphia? Yeah, there's actually a couple other teams. We follow them all. Oh, we, we do? Yeah. Even the soccer team? Yeah, the union? <laughs> yeah. What you got against them? Um, nothing. All right. Love about. the union. All right. Always repping. Always repping. Doop, 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 doop. You got more on the Sixers, Kev? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited. Obviously, Joel is the star of this basketball team, star of this franchise. Obviously, we are going to continue down the road of the James Harden rumors. Uh, going into it, a lot of people on sports talk and on, on social networking are trying to compare again. What would you rather have, a guy who's really good at offense and putting up points or a guy who's really good at defense? Uh, I want a guy that suits this team and suits this organization and is going to take us into successful years, not just two or three years left on his uh, in his career. So I want Ben to continue to stay. I want Ben to be active. And obviously the star right now is Joel Embiid. Uh, but Ben Simmons has to do what we've continued to critique him on. And, yes, he has to pull up a shot. He has to pump fake. That's what he's got to do. Yep, pump fake drive. Pump fake and drive. You're, if you're afraid to pump fake, that's going to show you right away, hey, the Toronto Raptors, they shut him down last night because they knew he was going to drive. So they got a little physical on the inside. They shut him down, driving to the basket, still put up 11 shots, still get, put up some points, but – Ben's got to shoot. He, he can't be afraid to pop it. And one of the upsides since we left this podcast last week was seeing Dwight Howard and Ben Simmons on the basketball court after the game, mm-hmm. putting up shots and practicing the craft. This is where that Dwight Howard relationship is going to be huge for the Philadelphia 76ers. Right. Not just no, as the best backup for the Sixers or for Joel Embiid. Uh, but to give that leadership and give that veteran leadership and put in the tone. And obviously Dwight and, uh, and that guy over in LA, what is it? LeBron? Uh, <laughs> they have some sort of relationship as does Ben and that LeBron guy. So yeah. maybe it's going to pay off in the end. Well, it's starting out. Well, I mean, you're right though. Yes. He, he has to shoot because it's going to set up that pump fake. So if he's not shooting, I mean, he's got to make some. Well, it's also going to set up the drive to the basket. That's the well, other that's thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's going to set up that pump to drive. So, yeah, I agree. He's got to shoot. He's got to shoot. But we do also have shooters on the team. Speaking of one, the good brother, right? The, the best curry. The best curry. The best curry. The good brother's too sweet. Sorry, wrestling <laughs> Dan and me. Um, yeah, Seth Curry shooting up the threes, put, uh, hitting those in those uh, – really in, in the game late yesterday, uh, keeping the Sixers in the game throughout. Yes. So, I, I mean, Brian has some great analysis on – we put it on the Twitter machine, the Instagram, Graham, the Facebook of Face, um, all on our social networkings, at the Philly fans, uh, at the Philly fans podcast on Facebook. Uh, check them out there. Brian gives some great uh, insight. Yeah, and you should be happy. Your boy's hurt for two weeks. Well, yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Four Kind Cork. He's not dead. Over my uh, my my son. Uh, He's not dead. Mark it down. 
he, he might be when uh, when they realize that Matisse uh, will actually step in. Yeah. And uh, remove four kind of cork miles. Uh, what, what I want to see, though, is being that we have these three-point shooters, when you have Danny Green on the court, when you have Seth Curry on the court, uh, when you have Shake Milton on the court, I don't want Joel out on the three-point range. I don't want him taking the threes when you have those guys who have the ability to. Maybe, maybe push it down to Joel, and then he pops it outside. Uh, maybe at one point Joel will get his third career triple-double this year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So, by the way, that's a great, like, $1 bet on FanDuel. What's that? Joel Embiid triple-double. He only has two in his career. What's his – what's the – You put one, down $1, you win 100 Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good every-game bet. That's a good every-game bet. Uh, you might only hit it, like, once in the year, but, hey, it pays off. That's right. So – uh, he meant Brian mentioned on the uh, Twitter machine, on the Instagram machine, uh, Joel's drawing the fouls when he needed them. Uh, he actually started the game in the first half, 11 for 11 from free throw range. The first 76er to go 100% from free throw range, more than 10 shots uh, since Allen Iverson went 12 for 12. Wow, JJ didn't even put up those numbers? Uh, th- this is just a uh, stat I saw on the good old Twitter machine. I was going to say, because JJ's one of the best. One of the best in the league. So I was just curious. Just curious. So we're optimistic about the Sixers right now. Being three and one, they look good. They look like they're coming together as a team early, which is huge. With a whole new philosophy on the court. It's a whole new game plan. Doc Rivers brings up a whole new game plan to Brett Brown. And that's that's something that the Sixers fans aren't saying. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't hear a lot about Doc right now. He got mad yesterday. No, but I know. But in the media, I'm saying you're just watching these Sixers play some ball. Yeah, you're, you're watching him play ball. He says he's not really worried about uh, about Ben shooting, but we all know he is a little bit. Um, why wouldn't you be? But Ben taking that time after the game and putting up shots and just like that extra half hour is going to it's going to help. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's I think that's smart. I think it's the best the best way to do it. And it, it, it shows why we brought Dwight Howard in and hopefully he keeps, and they remain this cohesive group throughout the year. And I don't see why they wouldn't, unless they go on a, like an ultimate losing streak, but you're not going to lose. And it's, it's the, it's the whole team. You gotta, you gotta play it as a team game. Cause that's what it is. And yesterday you saw Ben wasn't having the greatest game, but what did we say at the beginning of the year? What did Brian say on the podcast a couple weeks ago? You're only going to go as far as Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid bring you. And Tobias Harris picked it up yesterday. Right. Tobias Harris had a really good game. Uh, he's, ac- he's actually been looking pretty good this se- this start of the season. He has been. He's uh, increasing that uh, trade value. <laughs> increasing that trade value. But he's, he's showing that why we brought him in. He's kind of finally, you know, stepping into that role, um, which I think was missing with the first two years he was here. Two years? I think it was two years. Uh, he he came in actually with uh, that guy down in Miami. Right, that's what I thought. He's straight to the Sixers a little bit before then. Right. So, yeah. Yep, two years. So, I mean, we can go from a good team we're excited about. Do we have to? We have to. They're still playing. They, they stink, but they're they're still playing. We have to, Eric, because we you know do. what this turns into. You ranting. It does. <laughs> it, it turns into me ranting. Do we really want that right now? I think the audience wants that, Kev. It's, it's also going to turn into, once again, something it shouldn't be turned into. It's going to be comparing Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Then this is what we do every week. Do we really want to get through this? We, ha- we have to, Kev. This is, this is why we do this. Can I can I at least have one more jam from Sixers? Uh, Sixers. So Sixers uh, piano, piano girl, sure you can you can do that if you if you're fast about it. Come on. I, I have to be a little bit faster. Come on, Ooh. Sixers piano girl, where are you? We're wait- there. Okay. There we go, Sadie. That's right. I'm so excited. This is the show going on the YouTube page. Because right <laughs> you're dancing like crazy. Because I'm dancing like it is. Everybody. Philadelphia, 
76ers. All right, all right. This cut. might get the cut. most viewed. I might become a, like a gift. You, you won't. You know what I mean? You won't. All right, let's cut it. Let's move on, Ken. Move on. That Gatorade bottle. Move on. Well, I hope there is since we're going to the Eagles stuff. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> um, oh, man. But, yes, Sunday, the Eagles lost in an embarrassing effort. Pathetic. It was tough to watch. There were a few good takeaways, though, Kev. Good. I'm saying good, not great, but good. Pathetic. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, Deshaun got one catch for an 81-yard touchdown. All right. I knew that was coming. But as a, here, as bad as the defense looked on, on Sunday, right? Jaquette, Don't fix bullet holes. Jaquette got burnt. And he should have been helped out a lot sooner. However... Darius Slay is who we thought he was. Yeah, but uh, if you are on the Twitter machine, you see my key observations at halftime. I literally said you need to give Jaquette backup. Yes, absolutely. But we don't really have backup, Kev. I'm a fat man on my couch saying you need to give the man support. But we don't have that safety help. You do. You have safety help, but you're afraid to use your safety help. You're afraid to use your young guys because you're afraid that you're going to be fired. Yeah. Guess what? what? You're going to be fired. And yeah. if you stay around, you better grow some balls and Uh-oh. step up to Howie Roseman. Oh, boy. Because Doug lost his marbles. Doug has lost everything. Yeah. You saw it during his press conference. He, he's been crying all week. He's been making excuses. I, I can't stand it anymore. But, yeah, so there wasn't much to take away. I mean, Sanders looked good like he always does, so I'm not, not – Yeah, in the, first, in the first drive of the game. Right, and it's crazy to see he he's, what, top five in yards per carry, but bottom of the barrel in attempts. When you stop running the football, the play action becomes mute. Yep. All right, think about it. Your first drive, you ran the football, you ran the football, you ran the football. What were you able to do the second drive? Throw it. You were able to throw a deep ball to Deshaun Jackson for 81 yards who was not seen the rest of the game. Yeah. Where'd he go? Because he was showboating on his way into the end zone, had to flip on the way in the end zone. You're 34 years old, man, 33 years old. I don't even know. You're older than me. Uh, Come on. Just get in the darn end zone. Yeah. Yeah, you did text me, and you're like, hey, what is going on here? So my takeaways at halftime were that Hertz was playing well. He was. You you ran the you had that run first offense early and then you gave up on it. But losing Fletcher Cox killed the football team, killed the defense, killed the defensive line. You saw the it. mojo that they had, even the millions of dollars that they have in that defensive line that Howie wasted on the defensive line. You saw it, yeah. You did see it when he exited the game. The defensive line was not getting any pressure. It doesn't help that Josh Sweat was hurt as well before the game. It just – it wasn't the same defense. And once your defense is not getting pressure, your young corners are going to get picked apart. Especially guys who were undrafted and working uh, like a month ago. Yeah. Working at like a hardware store, wherever he was working. I mean, good on him for competing, but he got exposed. He – he was getting exposed a little bit against the Cardinals, but he got exposed by Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's – yeah. We made Andy Dalton look like a, a Pro Bowl all-star. Dude, Kamara had six touchdowns last week, and Andy Dalton gave him a running for the money for the NFC player of the yeah. – NFC player of the week. Yeah, it was not it was not good. And Zeke's been quiet all year, and he looked pretty good last week. On Sunday, but he looked good in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was shut down all. He was shut down their whole game until the fourth quarter. He was shut down until Cox went out. Basically, it was more than the fourth. I think it was the third, second half. We'll say second half. Yeah, great, great second half. By the way, Eagles, Eagles drives looking pretty. Touchdown, touchdown, punt, punt, field goal. Then we ended the half. And it was a disaster. Well, let me tell you, let me ask you this, Kev, because I know I know your answer. 
So all season, our quarterback, not named Jalen Hurts, the first quarterback that we had, was trying to make things happen, correct? That's why he was holding on to the ball too long? Yeah. Now. That's what Jalen Hurts tried to do on Sunday. Right. Well, why? I'm going to say this. The fumble was not a fumble. But the two interceptions were forced throws. Because. The fumble wasn't a fumble, but he did fumble earlier in the game. Yeah. He he now averages one fumble per game, as I've said. Every time he takes a snap, he has one fumble. Every time he takes a snap? Not every time he takes a snap, but every (laughs) game. He's he's fumbled in every game he's played. Right. Even the the games in which he was in for the one player, the two plays, he still fumbled in those plays. He recovered it like our boy, like like Carson Wentz. Right. But if you're going to pick Carson apart for that, you're going to pick Jalen apart for that. Because this is the Philadelphia fan base. Right, you have to. But what did I say to you a couple weeks ago uh, during the Saints game? I said that, wow, when, like you could play Jalen Hurts in the first half of the game because he plays well in the first half and then put Carson Wentz in for the second half of the game because he plays well in the second half and we'd actually have kind of a good team. <laughs> <laughs> it because- was interesting. It was interesting to see because the first half, the line was blocking. He had time. He was it's making- amazing what happens when Jason Peters is put on IR. <laughs> it would be no. It it's going to be interesting next year because we're out. Obviously, we got to limit it. It's going to be interesting next year to see Brandon Brooks Brandon Brooks back along with Lane Johnson, and you have Mylotta, who is playing a little worse than he started, but he's he's played what sixteen games. If that in football, in football, so he'll get better, uh, and you'll have you'll have your line back. So I, next year, I think is going to be a lot better. We have to get through the last game against the football team. Should we lose and keep Dallas out of playoffs? Maybe I don't know. I'm not. I I want to see him compete. We'll just get because there. they're athletes and they we'll, should want we'll to get win. We'll, we'll get to predictions for Sunday. All right, we'll get there. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. But don't you think? Don't you think that's true, though? The line's going to look a lot different next year. Yeah, but now now you have to look at it. Okay, you have a potential – you have the chance to have the number three overall pick. Did you realize that? Yes. Yeah. Now you, you look at what your needs are. Your needs are wide receiver, cornerback. Uh, I, I'm not even going to say linebacker right now. not going to say it right now, even though linebacker. Uh, offensive line, you do need to fill in holes and you need to fill in gaps for these older guys. Yep, for the future. We've said this for a while now because Howie does not look for the future. He does not look for those older guys. Uh, that's becoming an issue. Well, let's. Here's, here's my thing. So you say wide receiver. We drafted all these wide receivers this year. We didn't really have an offseason. We didn't have a training camp. We didn't have any of that. Do you think they'll develop thanks, within thanks a year? Oh, yeah? Thanks for your excuses, Doug. I'm not saying excuses. I'm saying, do we need to draft a wide receiver because we'll have a, an offseason next season where they well, can – Well, here, every every time that that excuse is brought up, it is coaching. You know it's coaching. Yeah. Because you have all these other wide receivers progressing and all right. these other wide receivers able to step in and do something. T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, all guys drafted after – Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager. I, I wasn't even mentioning Justin Jefferson. Well, he could – if Justin Herbert didn't have the year he had, he would have probably been offensive rookie of the year. Correct. Correct. So, you're looking at them. So, they're doing it. Why, why, what's going on with the Eagles? And it all comes down to talent evaluation, Howie Roseman, and you put us in a, in a hell of a hole with our cap. Yep. That, you got out of somehow with Chip Kelly. Now the NFL knows your game plan. Now teams know your game plan and what you're doing, so they're not going to let you do it again. Wow, look at that, Doug Peterson. It also comes down to Doug Peterson and your excuses of, oh, well, we, we've got injured and injuries are hurting us and no training camp and things like that. But what makes me believe that you are the only team that, that's been faced with this difficulty? The, the problem is – that you've become such a player-first coach that you have forgotten how to go into it with strength and conditioning for the past three seasons. When you have a strength and conditioning program that works, injuries, they go away. 
not fully. They aren't but, as big as they are right now. Yes. Yeah, and and we and we've talked about this. Now we've only been doing the podcast for a little under a year, but we've talked about this in general during the seasons. The past three, the past three or four years, we've been one of the most injury prone teams in the league. So you're correct, and a lot of people agreed with you. I uh, I respect uh, Brett's opinion. You know, respects your opinion. Who's Brett? Farf. Oh, yeah. We're still talking about that. No, no. I oh, just okay. I just pushed the button. Oh, okay. But no, I, it, 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 if the Dallas game showed you anything, it, it shows you that coaching is a bigger issue than people are bringing out in the media. They're, they're yeah, attacking, because, they're attacking they players. They had a Band-Aid. They're they had ta- their spark. Right. They're Band-Aid of Jalen Hurts. And now that there's tape on Jalen Hurts, the Eagles were exposed. And like I said – Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Taylor Swift's going to sue you. Um, you would like that, though. I, I, I would <laughs> probably like that. But no, you're right. So, oh, oh, my God. She is an Eagles fan. I know. But no, we have to. So, the media needs to stop blaming quarterbacks to get stories. Yeah, it's. I personally. I still don't think Carson's going to have success in Philadelphia unless we unless, clean, clean unless house. Unless they clean house. Unless yes. Doug goes. Yes. I don't think there's clean house. there's no respect. There's no mutual respect between him and and it's not angry. They're not angry at each other. They just don't trust each other. And it's it is what it is. And this all goes back to Alshon Jeffrey a year ago, two years ago. It goes back to Alshon calling out Carson Wentz. It goes back to all those stories where you saw that your wide receivers are calling out that, hey, we don't have respect for this guy. This guy doesn't share the ball. He throws to Ertz only. It goes back to that, and it goes back to the quarterback controversy that was kind of created when Carson was injured with Nick Foles. Right. And then you saw what Carson did at the end of last season to bring the Eagles to a 9-7 and team. By the way, people tend to forget the Eagles were crap last year until the last four games. Yep. They were crap. What were they, five and seven at one point? And Carson brought them back to go nine and seven? They were crap the year before that when Carson went down with the back injury and Nick Foles came in and somehow they went nine and seven. So you forget that this team has been regressing as a whole for the past three years. And that goes into game plan, goes into management, goes into everything. They've been regressing all around. Yep. So So they need to clean house. Jeffrey Lurie needs to clean house. house. And, I mean, look, look look at the scores in the second half the past three games. I mean, the quarterback isn't the person who's going to keep the Band-Aid and keep everything working. Second half, the Eagles have continued to regress every week for the past three weeks. With Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback, this isn't a shot at Jalen Hurts. You know I like Hurts. You know I like to get freaky. This is the Eagles' lack of a game. Plan the lack of a change. I, I know we want to get this rat poison out of here, but this is the lack of a game plan, a lack of, of adapt, adapting to what the other teams are giving you and what you have to fix. Seven points against the Saints in the second half, six points against the Cardinals in the second half, zero points against a bad Cowboys defense in the second half. Teams have adjusted to the head coach who can't adjust. Right. And he plays, he has the same game plan every week. And like you say, first half's great because they don't know what he's doing. They pick it up and they're like, well, you're done. And, and and they were in the Cowboys territory four times in the last four drives, came away with no points. Right. Nothing. Yep. And Doug thinks he's is fully confident he's going to come back next year? That that blew my mind. So for him to say, oh, yeah, I'm fully confident I'll be back for 2021. So did, did Jeffrey Lurie already talk to him and, and extend his contract? Or is he – so arrogant that he's like, oh, my, my job's fine. It's not my fault. It's the quarterback. Have, have you seen any of Doug's press conferences the past uh, – No, well, you he watch had, He's had three in the past four days. Yeah. He looks like he's crying in every pot. He's basically – he's making it about himself. He's trying to bring this accountability on himself, but he's doing it so poorly that he's hurting his, his – his, like his – I don't even know what the word is. He's hurting his 
his brand basically. He's hurting his brand. Doug Peterson's going to go to going to get fired if it's not this year, it's next year, and then he's going to have a hard time looking for another job. No, he won't. He's going to get hired again. What am I? He'll, he'll get hired as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he'll be hired as a head coach yet. I don't think the people are going to give him that trust yet. Um, but even like Jim Schwartz, you need to go. You're giving up 500 plus yards in two plus for games. two games in a row. Right. Well, here's the thing, and there's a reason you should get rid of him now is because there's so many people, there's so many coaches that are under good head coaches that want to be their own head coach, offensive coordinator in Kansas City, to name one. It's, here's the updated Doug Peterson uh, coaching record for those who are wondering. He is 42-36-1 and one as a head coach. He went 13-3 and three in one season. Yeah. All right. You, so, did get, you did get asked why – why do you disregard that season? And you, you explained it well. And, and actually the person who asked that question was actually on my side with it. Yeah. So, because they say the only real reason is because they won the championship. That's the only reason Doug still has a job right now is because he won a Super Bowl. Yep. So he's been, other than the 13 and seven, he's had seven and nine season, nine and seven season twice. And now he's four, 10 and one. And he's probably going to have a 4 11 and one, let's be honest. I'm, I'm giving them a W on Sunday, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. Um, but I, I don't get it. I don't get the excuses of football is a rough sport, man. No, you, you have no adjustments. You, you can't fix things. And the lack of bringing people in, well, that's talent evaluation that you should have had figured out at the beginning of the season to put into your game plan and your idea of what you want to do to succeed. Right. But you get rid of the talent at quarterback position and you see what has happened with Rasul Douglas, with Sidney Jones. It is coaching on top of management. Right. Like you got rid of players who are now progressing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Even even players back, well, it was probably back before Schultz, but um, like Patrick Chung, Eric Rowe, I mean, they, they've won Super Bowls. It's just people. It's like it's something that goes on in Philadelphia when they leave. Oh, Brian. Brian's calling me in the middle okay. of the podcast. By the way, or he's trying to get in on the like Sixers now. Trying to get in the podcast, dude. We, we already talked about that. Um, I'm gonna let you talk while I answer this call. But there's nothing to talk about, Kev. So uh, while Kev's taking this call, I'll break down what I'm thinking about with these coaches. I think Peterson has to go. Schultz has to go. They need to hire an offensive coordinator, obviously. We don't know what we're doing there. And you got to get rid of Howie. I think you – honestly, Kev, I think you have to promote Deuce Staley to offensive coordinator next year. Well, we've been saying that for a while now. Uh, Brian apologizes. He said, oh, shoot, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Doug the other day said he wants to be part of the process of player evaluation. Why? Why are you not already – but why does he want to be? He's terrible at it. Why are you not already? Why do you not have that power when you are the head coach? That's a good point. You're the head coach. I I, I don't get it. It's a, it's interesting, man. I don't know what's going on. There's so much not, not out in the public that we don't know about that players give you snippets of when they leave that people are like, oh, we don't think that's true. And it's absolutely true. Like Orlando Scandrick, I get that you're a cowboy for life and you you continue now to want to troll the Eagles fans, and I get it, but we didn't trust you last year when you left. You're starting to make sense, man. Yeah. It's bad. It's scary. It is really scary. Uh, Trey Thomas put out the tweet of the podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah? I don't even think we need to record the podcast based on what Trey Thomas said the other day. We don't need to record it? He said, 2017, we all we got, we all we need. 2020, he has a boo-boo. He has a boo-boo. We have too many boo-boos. It's somebody's fault. COVID? That's what Trey Thomas said? That's what Trey Thomas said. It's basically Doug Peterson's new normal right there. Yeah. It's it's basically what's what's been happening. So what are your predictions for Sunday? You're saying Um, they're going to win. Sadly, I think they're going to win. Um... I hate that the NFL flexed them to 820. Yeah, what is that? I 
Is that because it's a, a playoff game? Like it, it's it might because win it division? has playoff implications for the Giants and the Cowboys. And okay, they won't be scoreboard watching at whatever they're playing. That's why it's stupid. That is stupid. No one wants it's to watch stupid. a Sunday night football game with the Washington football team in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that might be a game which I'm gonna sleep in the first quarter. Doesn't yeah. matter anymore. What what did I hear? It's uh. Watch, watch the Eagles lose on Sunday or watch the Eagles lose on Sunday and be tired on Monday. And I go back to teaching on Monday. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be tired on Monday. Yeah, no. Sorry. So, um, Brandon Graham on this season, he said that we were just as disappointed – or, sorry, we were just not as disciplined this year. That was something that crept on us at every game. That's coaching. You literally that's, – that's coaching. And you could say that next year we can all learn from this. It was a younger team. No, it's still coaching, Brandon. Still coaching, BG. By the way, congrats on the Pro Bowl slot. We forgot to congratulate you, Fletch, and uh, Jason Kelsey on last week's podcast. Last but week's podcast. They were congratulated on the socials, though. They were. They were. But it's it comes down to coaching. comes down to management. And how he needs to go, Doug needs to go, and I, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'd rather blow it up and, and know that uh, the future's in better hands. Well, Brandon but, Graham's Brandon Graham's a, a bus, uh, you know businessman, so he's he's going to say the right things. He's going to take accountability for himself because he wants to be better for the team, even though in the back of his head he might know that it's not all his fault or the team's fault. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm tired of the coach, man. So you think they're going to win? So I. I mean, I, yeah. I, and it's funny here. They're going to win and they're going to score more than 30. Yeah, first time all season. Mm-hmm. Jalen's going to throw for 350 and three touchdowns. Yeah. 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 You know, you know why? Why? Because this week there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to stay away from the rat poison. There's a oh, lot geez. of rat poison. So he, he, has to, he wants to stay away from it. Yeah. No, it's going to, but it, it, it's going to be interesting next year. What are they going to do? Well, this, is, this is going to be all summer of, will it be Carson? Will it be Jalen? Will one get traded? Are we going to eat this contract? What is going to happen? That's going to be the storyline of the summer. Yeah, but it also depends on the management. If, it's, if the GM and the coach stays the same, one of them's getting traded before the draft. Yeah. Don't know who it's going to be. And really, if you're going to get rid of Carson, remember, that's $40 million worth of dead money yeah. with a guy that you know has – has talent and can succeed. Right. So, but Jalen's first three games, yeah, he looks good. He's got the yards, he, but they shut him down on the runs already. Uh, and, I mean, he's got like a 54% completion percentage. Yeah. So. I still think he, he's, he's doing all he can. He, he's doing what he can, but it, it's not, it's never been, like I said, it's never been the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's been the coaching and the management. Well, your quarterback's always your scapegoat, so. Yeah, well, and here's your scapegoat. The last the last three games with Jalen Hurts, he started, he's one and two. He had five touchdown passes, two interceptions, with a 54.8 completion percentage, and he's been sacked nine times. Yeah. The three games before that, which were Carson Wentz's last three starts, he was 0-3 with four touchdown passes, three interceptions, a 54.7% completion percentage, and he was sacked 15 times. So the line's getting a little better. So, yeah, the line's getting a little bit better. But once again, that's not – you don't have – you don't have uh, – what's his name? Jason Peters. Yeah. So, I mean, tell the tape says they're they're even with the, with the crappy offense they have. So, who knows? Who knows? But it is – but it is going to be – it's going to be talked about until next year starts. It's going to be talked about. It's going to be beaten like a dead horse a few times. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, I mentioned it last week. The three, the first three starts of Carson Wentz's career, we went three and zero, oh, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, sixty-four point seven completion percentage, and was sacked four times. Jalen Hurts is one and two, five touchdowns, two interceptions, fifty-four point eight, and was sacked nine times. I mean, yeah, it's it's it sucks because. Either way, you're going to get rid of town, and it's a position the Eagles shouldn't actually be in. Really, it's, it's a position they shouldn't be in. Because the draft. They shouldn't draft their They, they shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the second round, and it goes back to that. Yep. This isn't, this isn't like Miami. This isn't like 
Um, I don't know another one. Oh, it's not well. Green Bay is a little different because you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he's also thirty-eight. Yeah, that's that's true. So it is. It's different. So Miami obviously is different. Fitzpatrick's not their long-term answer. They drafted Tua. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is aging. They drafted Love. Makes sense. Eagles, Carson Wentz is twenty-seven. You took a quarterback in the second round when you needed other positions. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't so, make sense. I mean, should it? I mean, I would say as a professional athlete, I know he's still human. It shouldn't affect Car- that. Shouldn't affect Carson Wentz. He should still play his game. However, the media is going to use that against them, but it is also Howie Roseman's fault. So. Definitely is. It's it's definitely been just it's been a hell of a season. So glad the season's coming to an end. But we have a lot of drama, which is all good for the podcast and the sports talk radio business. Yeah. Um, a lot of drama coming in this offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and hopefully that starts Monday morning with the firing of Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. Black Monday. That's what they call it, right? It, it's it, it should be a, it should definitely be a dark Monday in Philadelphia. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we can turn a new leaf. We can turn the turn it over, and we start figuring out actual football minds going into it. Yeah. But, no. but until then, I, I'd say go birds, but I want them to lose. I want the draft pick. No, we're going go Sixers, man. What are you talking about? So yeah, I, I, it's I, at this point, I'd rather have the draft pick, I'd, and I'd rather have anybody but Dallas win the division. Yeah. I don't want I, I don't want Dallas to win. I think the Washington has a great defense. I really do. I think they're going to be tough. To, I think they'll be tough to beat. Um, and Hertz is going to if he stays in the pocket, he's going to get sacked. He's going to get he's going to get crushed. And Doug Peterson said earlier today that there were times where Hertz escaped the pocket too fast. He said that it's a spot where the Eagles can coach him. Well, here's here's the issue: if you're going to keep him in the pocket on Sunday, he's going to get destroyed. Right. So uh, Hertz did some made some good moves on Sunday by rolling out of the pocket, and this is where that that conversation with Carson Wentz came in handy with him, where he was able to throw it downfield instead of taking off. My only issue was there were times in which there were players who were open that he wasn't going to. He decided to run first. Yeah. So there were times though where he was looking his he was he was looking at all his options. Yeah. You could see his eyes moving across the field. They but, even talked about it on the on the. Telecast, and and that's that's what happens when you have someone who is working with you, and you saw that Carson once once again has been working with him the entire week. Yeah. So, well, um, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I think they're going to lose. I don't think they're basically playing for their jobs, but I don't think they're going to come out with fire. Yeah, so. they're they're playing for their jobs. We'll see if they come out with fire. Uh, I I thought this game had Nate Sudfeld just written all over it. Yeah, his it should have just should have played Nate Sudfeld. You got talking about for Washington, huh? You're talking against Washington. Yeah. Well, they start. Yeah. They're, they're starting. They're starting hurts, but it, it should be a Sudfeld game. Do you want to make actual predictions? Not really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for the sake of uh, a giveaway, we might as well. Um, God, like, just because I said they're gonna win, I'll, I'll say thirty-one to thirty. Oh, it's going to be tight. Yeah, I don't. I think Washington's going to win like twenty-four to seven. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't even think it's going to be close. I, I don't think it should be close, but I said the Eagles were going to win, so I'm going to just go with it. And no, I think they're going to come out really flat. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a pretty bad game, not to his fault. Uh, just I don't think it's going to be well coached. I don't think they're going to come out. I, I know. I mean, I listened to JJ Watt talk about how you're, this is a business. You're making, you're getting paid to play a sport. You need to compete, no matter what your record is. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and I, you are right. The Eagles are gonna get, they're gonna get smoked on Sunday. Yeah, I don't see it being good. I, I don't see it being good either. They're the third most penalized team in football, um, and it seems like players have quit. Well, let's let's cheer up, Kev. We're right? up. Yeah, we're moving on, Kev. We're moving away from the Birds Blues. We're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about 
another wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on. No, no, not the Sixers. Oh, sorry. We already talked about the Sixers. Sorry, Sixers, Sadie. We're talking about another team that's coming back very soon. We're talking about the Philadelphia Gritties. No, the Philadelphia Flyers. All right. They are coming back January 13th against the Pittsburgh Penguins at 5.30 in the afternoon. Are you excited? Dude, I I know people were, like, pissed off at the 5.30 start. Um, for for a man like me who goes to sleep at, like, 9, it's I love it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. The team is basically the same core team, Kev. How do you feel? Um, I think that they have the chance to be, uh, to be contenders for the, the cup of Stanley. Um, I just think that this schedule and the fact that they are going to be playing against rivals basically every week. Don't make for good hockey. It's, it's going to make things exciting. It's also uh, going to be tough. Yeah. It's, I think, I think the, the division they're in is probably one of the tougher ones at, that came out of this new structure especially when you had Boston in there. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch playing each and, team eight times. And and the other thing with that, though, is that they won't have jet lag. They don't have to fly mm-hmm. over to the West and play 10 o'clock games. Uh, their games are going to be basically 530 and 7 o'clock throughout the season, which is going to be great. And they're based they're, – like you said, they're really condensed. There's not a lot of travel distance between these cities. It's probably – it's actually – the division they're in, tough as it is, best uh, best away schedule because you're not traveling far. No, you're you're definitely not traveling far. They they have it's a tough schedule because there's a lot of rivals. You got the Penguins, you got the Bruins, you got the Devils, you have the Islanders, you have the Rangers, you have the De- I said the Devils already. The like Capitals. You have, these, you have these teams repeated over and over and over again, and the upside is you have an advantage because you've already played them multiple times, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're division rivals. So it should be interesting. There's no, like, gimme games. I'm going to tell you this, Kev. The difference between the Flyers and the Eagles and why I think and why I think the Flyers can handle this tough schedule with basically an MLB schedule. Coaching and management? Coaching and management. <laughs> I wow. think they're – I think during their training camp, they're going to prepare for this. They're going to prepare for all these these close games that are, you know, it, it, like I said, it's basically a baseball schedule. You're playing for 53, 56 games and 116 game days. That's tough. But I think it's going to be fun to watch, and I think they're going to do well. I know a yeah. lot of a lot of analysis, uh, analysts out there and NHL uh, radio hosts and, and things like that are putting them as a good contender to win the Stanley Cup. But you know why? And that is because you have a goaltender. That's right. Monsieur Carter Hart. You have Carter Hart basically starting for the Flyers. And he won't start every game, but. You also have a good backup. You don't have a goaltender controversy. No, you have two comparable goalies with one being younger and one being a little older. And you'll have a third one as well because you have to have three active goalies on your roster. Yeah, so it'll be good for them. And that third will probably be Alex Lyon, right, because they signed him to a two-way deal? Probably. I don't know. We'll see. So uh, I'm interested. Obviously, defensive pairings are going to be questionable at times, but we'll we'll see what happens. You you lose Niskanen, which is going to be tough. Losing Niskanen is tough. What you want from that, though – is Ghost to have a comeback player of the year season. Yeah, but also you have Ghost and uh, Gustafson who are kind of like the same type of defender. Mm. Maybe Ghost goes away in a trade. Maybe he's part of the expansion draft. Who knows? That's after the season. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it's after the season, but it's just it's thoughts to put out there. To the Seattle Ghost going Bracken. Who wants I, to play in Seattle? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. It rains a lot. Coffee? They, they have Starbucks over there. You are right. Grunge? Um, 
Pearl Jam was still band in existence. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I'm excited for this year. I can't wait till hockey starts up again. I've been waiting for this forever. So Claude Giroux is back at it officially on the ice. He literally just said, I think the way the season ended left a bad taste in my mouth. A lot of players on the team feel like we could have had, we could have went a little further last year. It's a learning experience for us knowing what we did that worked and what we did that didn't work. And the biggest addition for the Philadelphia Flyers of hockey I don't know. I make things up. All right. Uh, biggest difference is you're getting your leading scorer in December back from last year, Oscar Lindblom, mm-hmm. who is pretty close to full health. And you potentially have, like I said last week, Nolan Patrick back. Yeah. Yep. You saw if they, they put out uh, four the four lines that are potentially together, there's some offense in those lines. And it looks – it's four – it's rolling four lines of offense. There's no checking line in there, really. Yeah, and, and it, with this division, you kind of need that four lines of offense. Mm-hmm. That's the new NHL. There's not really that grinder line. I mean, the Islanders perfected it with theirs, but they still score. Yeah, Sorry. Right, I, had some, I had a bad taste in my mouth there for a second. As I, I said, people are going to see that. <laughs> must have been me rethinking about the Eagles season. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We're only a few weeks away. Uh, obviously flyers are something that you and I, we, we care about a lot. Uh, we, we dive into basically every game. Uh, and we know a lot of people who love the Philadelphia flyers, uh, that could easily jump in on this podcast and breaking down the flyers even more kind of like Brian did a few weeks ago with the Sixers. Right. They won't be in our intro, but they they won't be in the intro, but Hey, (laughs) Hey, we, we have a lot of Flyers fans out there. Uh, a lot of people have different thoughts uh, on on this team, so we'll see what happens. Good times yeah, and bad. Great. Oh, man, Kev. Whew. I know. So it's, it's a long one for our first ever YouTube video. I don't even want to talk Phillies. We not... have to, though. Dave Dombrowski made a move. Oh, oh right. He did. Wait, he did. can we get back to the Sixers real quick? What? Wait, hold on. Hold, hold on. <laughs> you take too long. You gotta be ready with these. Go ahead, go back to Sixers. It's just a quick update. Um, what's the what's in the uh, Mori? Dal Mori. Yeah, he got fined for tweeting. It wasn't even his. It was a robot, actually. And he actually got the, fined. He was fined. Yeah, he was fined. For, <laughs> uh, you know the on the day on this day app, basically on your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Well, on this day tweeted out that, uh, you know, James Harden became like the assist leader in Houston. So he got fined for that one. Oh, my They're God. tampering. <laughs> Sorry, I just – I thought that was funny. Thank you, uh, Sixers Sadie, for the uh, Sixers news and coverage there. I appreciate it. All right, back to the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies – There was a move. There was a move. There, there was a move. They traded for a left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen, which is huge. It's something they've needed. I said it last year on the uh, the Phillies preview podcast that they needed left-handed pitching. They finally did something to bring in a left-handed pitcher. Thank gosh. So the – I'm trying to find the, uh, the name of the man. Uh, but last year he didn't play much. Uh, he got hurt. Uh, he did play for the Tampa Bay Rays. Why is it not on our Twitter account? I don't know, Eric. What did you do? That's a that's a Kev problem. This this is definitely a Kev problem. This is me <laughs> killing time, girls and boys. Yeah, uh, but they, come on, they, Kev. They added someone to the lineup that or to the pitching staff to the pitching rotation out of the pen that brings a lower ERA, brings about a ninety-nine mile per hour two seam fastball, uh, which would uh, definitely be huge for them. So Dombrowski traded. For Jose Alvardo from Tampa Bay in a three-team deal, Garrett Clevenger went to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So yeah. get ready to hear that name uh, be a breakout star in Major League Baseball. What are you thinking? Clevenger is going to be a breakout star. All right. That's your Phillies news, ladies and gentlemen. Traded him. Um, but uh, Alvardo is a left-handed pitcher. Big arm played nine games in 2020. He has a career 3.46 ERA. Best year was 2018 when he had 64 innings with a 239 ERA. Pretty, pretty solid pitcher. Pretty solid. 
Pretty solid. Uh, there was a report out there as well this week that the Phillies have not made an offer for JT Romuto. So, yeah, they're, they're on my list. We don't even, you know what? And we're not even going to do awards because it would just be stupid idiots. Of, of it, it would be just – there would just be a whole ton of stupid idiots. Yeah. Like the whole thing would just be stupid idiots, stupid idiots, stupid idiots, stupid idiots. Because mm-hmm. they're all – Stupid idiots. They are. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, Ramuto has not been uh, made an offer yet. Uh, and that came from John Clark uh, yesterday. Mm. So it's it's not looking pretty for them. Obviously, Ramuto is going to ask for a lot of money. Yep. Uh, but you're seeing these other teams like the San Diego Padres making moves, and the Phillies are still sitting back doing nothing. Yep. So with a continued losing record. So, like, the Padres just got a heck of a lot better. Sure did. Um, with Blake Snell. Oh, my goodness. Making moves out of nowhere. So, Padres fans, San Diego, founded by the Germans in 1904, they're going to have a great um, a great year. They called it San Diego. Stop it. Which, of course. Stop it. Stop it. Enough of that. Maybe anyway, Kevin. We are excited because we are, as you'll see during this whole podcast, on YouTube. If you watch it on YouTube. If you watch, you don't have to. Yeah. I want you to. You can only take my face for so long. I get it. <laughs> I get it. However. Um, so, Eric, as, it, is, it is a new year. It, it isn't, well, two days. We're turning turning a new page in the calendar page. Yes, we are. In the calendar booklet. New page. So I'm, I'm excited. And what I want to see this new year, what I want to see in 2021 mm-hmm. is I want to see Doug Peterson and Harry Roseman get fired. What I want to see? Other than a championship. Oh, okay. I want to see more fans of the Philly fans. Yeah, that, that'd be great. And actually, let's, let's go into it. Soon we're going to have some giveaways coming out on the, on the Twitter machine. So get ready, get excited for that. Get excited for that. Uh, as we move on, move get that your, calendar page to 2021. Get your retweet fingers ready. Yeah, get those retweet, those favorites. Get those fingers ready. Giveaways. Also, let us know what you'd like us to give away. That's within reason. <laughs> if you've listened this far. Yes. If you've listened this far. Kev, we'll, we'll talk about this real quick. As you can see, Kevin and I are both wearing great Philly fans merchandise. That oh my you gosh, can, where can you find it? You can find it on any of our socials by going to our link tree, clicking on eBay merch, and looking at these beautiful items, this hoodie, these hats. There's more. Sorry. I just saw uh, Claude Drew's face. He was I, thought you got ex- I thought you just got no. entranced from my, my Claude Drew was not happy with a question from Sam Carcini. Oh, well, Sam Carcini is something. Else. At all. I, I can't share my screen or else I'd share it with you. No, maybe okay. we can. Maybe I can get it louder. Yeah, a lot of players now are playing a lot longer than they did, say, even 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, what do you – have you set a goal on what you want to play to, like 38 or 39 or, or whatever, and how many real good years do, do you think you have left? Oh, God, terrible question. Sam, I don't know what's uh, your idea with uh, all these questions uh, about my age. Uh, I'm not worried about my age right now. Uh, you can keep asking me those questions, but uh, I feel great right now, and I'm excited for the season. Oh, man. Oh, that should have been uh, on the beginning of the podcast. I, I might have to record that and put it into a soundboard. Oh, what are all these questions about my age? Oh, man. Thank you to Snow the Goalie, who's now going to get a follow there, a Flyers podcast, for sharing that information. Oh, thank you uh, that was a retweet. for that soundbite. That was a retweet from the behaviorist on Twitter. Thank you, Mark, for that. Um, man. Wow. I guess we're at the end there. That was impressive. Yeah, I, there's nothing else I got to say. Happy birthday, Carson Wentz. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> this is the Philly Fans Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on the Facebook machine, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and at YouTube, at the Philly Fans, P-H-A-N-S. And, yes, we spell fans with a P-H. Suck it up on a couch and Delco. Uh, <laughs> on. <laughs> 
<laughs> on top of that, make sure you give us a five star review like these seven other people on the uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you comment. Let us how let us know how we are doing. Uh, yeah, I, this is Kevin and Eric, and I guess we are uh, we're we're gonna sign off here, Eric. Yes, we are. As soon as I find the song. Oh my goodness. I'm just gonna play the whole